0: Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Irvindale. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Christ Jesus. Today we conclude Mike's message on Luke. Luke goes on to tell us that when Mary arrived at the house, she greeted Elizabeth and what happened next again is, what word am I using today? Extraordinary. Say it all together. Ready? Extraordinary. Yes, it's always very extraordinary. After the customary lengthy greetings that were part of the culture, Elizabeth informs Mary that when her words fell on her ears, John, now imagine this, John, who is in the womb, who is only six months from the conception, reacted with a pronounced leap. Understand this, church, that the context here does not allow for thoughts of customary fetal movement that expectant mothers experience. How many mothers do we have in the crowd? How many of you felt your baby move, your children move in womb, right? That's expected, it's normal, it happens. This is different. This is not just the the wiggling around. This is a specific, I don't want to use the word violent, but I'll use very aggressive reaction to hearing the voice of Mary who now is carrying the Messiah in her womb. It's quite unique. And I want you to remember that when Gabriel visited Zachariah in the temple he told Zechariah that John who's in Elizabeth's womb would be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb my question is could it be that this is the fulfillment of that prophetic announcement I believe it's highly likely that it is one thing we know for sure from the text is that Elizabeth when this happened she was filled with the Spirit and under his anointing, she broke out in a flurry of praise and rejoicing. And it must have been quite demonstrative. Because the Bible says here that, uh, that it came flooding out of her in a loud cry. This is not normal conversation that we're about to encounter This is something that is happening within her and it is so overwhelming and it is so filled with joy and it is so filled with amazement and wonderment that she can't contain herself. She can't be all that dignified. She's just got to let it come out. And it comes out in a loud cry. Elizabeth was overcome with joy. I find three pronouncements of blessing pouring out of Elizabeth. Let's take note of them this morning. The first pronouncement of blessing is directed at Mary. Blessed are you, Mary. In his commentary on the Gospel of Luke, Dr. Kent Hughes reminds us that in the day of this account, women did not enjoy high status on the social ladder. In fact, it was a very rare thing that a woman would be seen as great or blessed in her own right. Right simply because of who she was. In that culture and in that day, her status came from one of two places. Either one, who she was married to, or even more important, who her children became. As we've discussed over the past couple of weeks, Mary was a very ordinary girl from a less than ordinary village. There was nothing about Mary herself that would merit such a blessing. And that leads us to that very point. Mary's blessedness, Mary's greatness, Mary's anything positive was not based on who Mary was in herself, but on who her son is. And this is why Elizabeth is keeping this blessing upon her, because Elizabeth is understanding, I believe, because of the revelation of the Holy Spirit, who is in that little girl's womb. And so he says, Mary, you are blessed. You are carrying the Messiah. You are are of all women honored because you're bringing God in the flesh into this world. Your baby is blessed because he is God. And Mary, you are blessed because God chose you to be the one through who he would come into the world. But Elizabeth recognizes that not only is Mary blessed, but Elizabeth recognizes her own blessing. Blessed am I, Elizabeth. You know, Elizabeth was the elder of the two. And she had received a miracle in her own right. But when Elizabeth talks of her own blessing, she's not focusing on herself. She's not focusing on the blessing of her pregnancy. She's actually focusing on Mary and focusing on the, on, on the pregnancy that, that Mary has. And Elizabeth is saying, I'm blessed because of you. And the words that she uses here must have come from a movement of the Holy Spirit upon her because I don't know where else she could have gotten this insight. She pronounces Mary's baby, which at this point is only days into gestation. Just days from conception. Are you grasping this? Are you grasping it? You grasping it? This, 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 what we call fetus, this child in Mary is only days from conception. And notice what Elizabeth calls him. What does he call him? What does she call him? My Lord! My Lord! Elizabeth pronounces Mary's baby as my lord now i know that a lot of folks in our world do not take the words of scripture as being literal or from god or authoritative or whatever that's that's the way it is but i tell you what when i look at passages like this there's absolutely no way anybody can convince me that what is growing in the in the womb of a mother isn't a person and i mean from conception and i don't care how it's conceived it's still a person, and has rights, and dignity, and life. And this one, just days in there. I mean, I, you know, probably what has divided now into a hundred cells or something. I'm not quite sure what that all that works, but not far along. My Lord. And, and, and you know what? She points, this is interesting, she points to John's leaping in her womb as she hears the, 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 the greeting of Mary as confirmation of this fact. Remember that John's ministry was what? His ministry was going to be to prepare a people to receive the Messiah. Ha. It seems that maybe he was already being used of God to do that with his own mother, preparing her to receive her Lord Jesus. When he was born of Mary. Elizabeth is, is overcome with joy that Mary, the mother of her Lord, had blessed her by coming to see her and stay with her. And then she comes forth with another blessing again to Mary. Blessed is she, however it's put this time. Blessed is she. Blessed is she. And she's referring to Mary. Elizabeth blesses Mary again for a second time. But this time not for being the mother of the Messiah, but she blesses her because of her faith. Mary received God's message as a fact. Again, it's important that we grasp this, church, that Mary did not understand how. She didn't understand when. I doubt if she even understood why. But she received the message of Gabriel as from God. And she submitted herself to God's plan. Now, I want to talk about submission for a minute. Through her submission... She was blessed. Can everybody say the word submission with me this morning? Say it. Submission. You know, it's a fact that many blessings can only be received through submission. I don't think we like that word too terribly much. I think in our culture, even among the people in this room right here, right now, we tend to think of the word submission as equating... Being a doormat for somebody, or uh, being weak, or being misused in some way. And I suppose that could be true if submission is forced. It certainly make you feel that way. But you know, God doesn't call, listen to me now, God doesn't call for forced submission. His call is to self-submission that is based on love. God's call to you is to submit to him. But it is not a forced submission he's looking for. He is looking for you to submit to him because of his love. He is looking for you to submit to him because you have come to know that he knows what is best for you and he wants what is best for you. And because you naturally and I naturally want what is best for ourselves, we're going to submit to him. Now the problem in all of that is this, isn't it, Jason? (laughs) that we think we know what is best for us. Can I get a witness on that? Huh? I mean, we do. We think we know. And that's where it gets all kind of convoluted and troublesome, doesn't it? Because sometimes, oftentimes, we find ourselves at odds, perhaps, with what God is directing us toward. And we say to ourselves, I really don't want to do that. By the way, I'm going to throw him under the bus because I love him, but Lance over here, Lance and I, the guy that got up and read because of the gospel, we're in a discipleship relationship now, aren't we? Yep. Yeah, we're having a good time too. And uh, anyway, you know, he had this opportunity to come up and read. Now, Lance kind of wanted to do it and he kind of really didn't want to do it. And, and I think a good report of our discipleship time on Wednesday was in dealing with, was he going to get up here and have faith or not? You know, he, he thought he knew what was best for him. That was to stay in the seat and stay unrecognized. I said, well, you know, you don't have to do it. Nobody's going to force you to do it. But I really believe God is opening the door here for you to take a step and grow and and, and to expose yourself as a follower of Jesus and, and to trust him that he can help you do it, right? And did he fail you? We think we know what's best for us. But God truly knows what is best for us. And let me tell you, despite whatever your flesh tells you, despite whatever the devil tells you, despite whatever the devil's minions tell you, God's interest is in your development toward the image of Jesus Christ. His goal for you is nothing but good. And therefore, he wants you to submit lovingly because you trust him. I'll be the first to admit that I don't always understand. And oftentimes what he calls on me to do is excessively uncomfortable and very difficult in the moment but i can't think of a single time yet when i obeyed and followed willingly that i didn't come out on the other end glad that i did the apostle peter writes this first peter five six through seven humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of god so that at the proper time he may exalt you huh hey whoa all of us want exaltation But when, according to Peter, does exaltation come? Following humility. You humble first, you exalt second. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Surrender to him. Cooperate with him. Let him have his way with you. Because ultimately, where he's taking you is to a place of exaltation. This leads me to our next truth point. Hearing the word and receiving it is not the same. Many hear God's word with no impact. Because they ignore, dismiss, or reject it. For the word to have its transformative power, it must be received. Mary, with childlike faith, received the word of God. And the result was not only her being blessed, but everyone else who receives God's word by faith being blessed also. After Elizabeth breaks, takes, after Elizabeth takes a break from her heartfelt worship of God and pronouncements of blessing upon Mary, we find Mary then breaking forth... In a song of praise to God, it's become known as Mary's Magnificat. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission.